Uh, levels is good. Levels is good. Levels are good. What's up, dude? Not much. What's up with you? Just chilling. Just chilling. It's a bit cooler than last episode. Uh, it's nice. I was thinking that um, when these driverless cars finally get around, like the Google cars in LA and everything, mm-hmm. it's going to be dope because by then, Australia should have fucking legalized weed by then. And I'm just going to sit in my driverless car getting chauffeured around just fucking hotboxing that motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck, the future's looking bright, everyone. So it's a good day. Welcome to the Cones and Doe Show. Get wise. Ever wonder that we alienate listeners who might be against marijuana? Well, how can how can you really be against it? I know if you don't you don't smoke it or you don't do it yourself, but why would there's no reason to be against it? Maybe that kid developed psychosis from using it. They didn't develop it from using marijuana. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably all the ice that you left around as a parent and shit. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't think you can blame weed for that. Fuck yeah. That's Sorry, I just I don't want to alienate anybody because we're a broad church here at the Cones and Doe Show. Um, yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I'm going to be sitting in my driverless car, hotboxing the fuck out of it. And I still reckon they won't let you do it. They're still going to find <laughs> out some rule. It's your private property, and as long as the car is not, <laughs> if if the cameras on the car and shit aren't getting impeded by smoke, if it doesn't need internal cam or some shit to make sure everyone's all right, then fuck it. Well, the private- and if it's legal by then, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to argue. It's like, well, my, you know, I'm like keeping an eye on, on the fucking heads up display and shit, making sure it's still green and doesn't go like, you know, yellow and I have to actually m- manually put a handbrake on or something. Can't you still imagine the cops calling you over and like, look, mate, I know it's legal, but you look like a fucking Cheech and Chong movie. Like, <laughs> it's laughable. Grow up. Like that sort of thing, you know? Um, especially if you're masturbating to pornography while you're doing it. Well, do you want me to hotbox the train with all these fucking random people on there? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> Hotboxing the train. Fuck. <laughs> I went in a party once where it was all in a That's train. That's why you got to get into that oil shit. you got to eat eat this shit. It's less offensive to people. Like, it's fucking hardcore, though. Like, I've been dabbling with it a bit over the last couple of years, like, eating a bunch of cannabis oil and stuff, and... Uh, I um I ended up yesterday just uh hitting hitting a decent dose. I've, I've been trying to like push it a bit each time to see if I can you know get to a level of sort of like the feeling of having a bunch of weed cake when you're about 15 or 16 because I remember just your eyelids being so heavy you can't even open them anymore even though you're trying to and it not feeling like the same as like when you can't do it and you're falling asleep it's like they're physically just so heavy like just I haven't haven't got that deep down the rabbit hole for a while, and then yesterday I probably hit about two eighty milligram kind of edible, which is probably almost like eating three grams of weed sort of thing, like having a fifty at once. And then um, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it started giving me the. It was like almost like this time travel thing. It was yeah. like just in feeling though, and it, it started giving me this feeling like. Oh shit! And I just for no reason just started thinking about this outward bound trip that I'd gone on when I was about twelve, right? Oh wow, old school. And I'm like, oh cool, like thinking about like how it pushed all these limits in my head at the time. And we hiked for like you know six days and then did this white water rafting. And 
fucked up shit where at 12 you're kind of like oh shit i'm carrying this 20 kilo backpack yeah i did some of that up in the mountains it's pretty hectic yeah just was wasn't thinking you're up for it and then sort of surpass your expectations mm. and it was all cool and i was sort of in that mind state for a bit and then i was looking at youtube videos sure. and i was so fucked or whatever that i ended up coming across like oh these 80s kids movies and shit and then i legitimately watched a cares care bears movie on youtube so blazed like probably in this hectic mind state because i'd actually seen this movie before when i was about four years old right sure. <laughs> and it was like it felt like it was actually like oh i was kind of four years old because i was so fucked in the moment watching it like yeah. mouth open and shit and then <laughs> like I, I didn't i didn't cry or anything but like at times like i just felt like it was like my eyes were watery like it was just like oh this is so like hectic bringing this lot of innocent childhood memory back and it was so like beautiful that i was like on the verge of tears and shit like i'm not in love it's just a silly phase i'm going through (laughs) it was like the gayest fucking thing that you could ever imagine but it was so poignant and fucking meaningful at that time and shit and then i was watching jackass afterwards and stuff yeah and it was great but it was just like fucking my brain so much how i was like oh in this particular mind state when i'm so deep down the rabbit hole time traveling on cannabis oil yeah i'm resonating more with care bears than jackass like what the fuck is going on it was amazing it was fucking amazing quick question what did the outward bound trip have to do with the movies it's just like it started like it this oil it thing started nostalgic. taking me back and then right. i got to about 12 and then i was checking out these movies and then i saw this one that i'm like oh shit i kind of remember this from being like a child hmm. and i watched it with headphones on and it was sort of like the fucking audio getting beamed directly yeah. into your head when you're like so fucking high it was almost like reliving these memories and shit it was uh it was yeah. fucking insane. Well, but I'm glad that that... It helped. was like the gayest thing in the fucking world. So our listeners, I apologize. Well, but. I just want to say, <laughs> I'm just glad that pushing your limits at that Outward Bound camp prepared you for that experience, however yeah. many years later it was. Because, huh? you know, in the, as I say in the New Point Break trailer, men who push the boundaries are going to find them eventually. So, uh, <laughs> well, the, that that is fucking... Um, you know, that's a good point you have because I was thinking about that as well. And I didn't... In a way, I wasn't going to bring it up to you, especially on the fucking public podcast. <laughs> but I was like, fuck that, fuck that. Because when I was growing up, you, you get into this weird juvenile form of apathy where it's not even apathy, but you think it is. And it's like Eminem on that Slim Shady LP yeah. where it's like, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And you're so out, outwardly not giving a fuck. Yeah. Obviously, you give so, so much of a fuck. Like, and I was like that, like, you know, fucking idolizing Steve-O and shit like that totally. for so long. Like, I don't give a fuck about even like, myself and like shit. Like in Rage Against the Machine, when it's fuck you, don't do it, you tell me. Yeah. It's really fuck you, please take me seriously. <laughs> um, but sorry, and and now I've reached that point where it's like, it's the true form of apathy. Like, I don't give a fuck what you fuckers think. I just watched the Care Bears movie yesterday. So well Care Bears in Wonderland motherfucker that's too much if it was like Care Bears Care Bears take Moscow or something I could deal with it but not that level of fantasy but uh. if you got um, if you got kids I don't recall seeing anything racist or fucked up in there so you can probably get away with watching that with them but I'm not sure if you can have kids and have a dose of cannabis oil like I did and still raise them properly but I think the pink bear was a problematic emblem for sexuality and stuff (laughs) it's all fucked but but uh, to, to, to not put too fine a point on it, but it's interesting you talked about like 
wanting to get as high as like a young kid or whatever and sort of in a way you can reach certain <coughs> it was like le- fucking time travel. okay you can, <laughs> you can reach a certain level of enlightenment or transcendence through this but what about the sort of buddhist idea that true enlightenment uh say nirvana is through the extinguishing of desire rather than chasing this dragon of desires that we're trying to achieve you know, I said yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful nostalgia mm. rather than the ego dissolving yeah. beauty of a DMT trip or a, you know yeah the loss of self and all that shit. It was like a completely self absorbed like never want to let your childhood go absorption of fucking ego. You know, it was massively ego driven. Well, I would at the same time, it was such a good dopamine dopamine rush and. <laughs> kind of reliving this shit that I'd never even thought of for so long you know I'd say it's one step away from the uh, adult kindergartens are opening in Brooklyn now where yuppies professionals in their 30s and stuff pay a certain amount to basically be treated like they're at kindergarten like, <laughs> this is real and they're, they're not even like mind-blowingly high though are they no 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 they're, yeah. just, they're neurotic New Yorkers and shit but imagine, <laughs> imagine making money off that like fucking graphic designers so. maybe I'm not I'm not fucking yeah. grown up enough to be able to deal with watching Care Bears straight yeah but they're like graphic designers 38 and they're like being paid to give like they've got little bottles and fucking what do they call them dummies pacifiers and shit like that so but yours isn't not nappies though yeah well, no I don't think so that's more of a sex <laughs> thing this is or not, diapers this is not a sex thing unless it's in some weird not obvious sex way which it <laughs> might be but um <laughs> but uh, I mean I guess it's in a similar vein but the difference is you're doing it at home by yourself apart from mentioning it on the podcast yeah I guess that's the same I guess it kind of essentially is the same thing so fuck me but no, that's I don't cool. know. <laughs> well that's what we strive for on uh, the Combs and Doe show the 10th episode of the Combs and Doe show so uh, welcome that was our little intro I suppose hell yeah yeah that was good um, this is uh, Des comes from the Roman for 10 which I believe stands for decimal meaning 10 um, so oh dude you're full of it tonight this is uh, <laughs> This is our 10th episode, but thank you all for listening. And I want to give a special personalized thanks to, because uh, we don't really mention real names on the show. Um, I'm trying to think of something that you'll get, but I can't think of any really thing that sums it up better than uh, Mrs. Enbom, whose birthday it is today. So I'd like to say happy birthday. I think she's listened to pretty much all the shows. Yeah, happy birthday, Linda. Happy birthday, Linda. Fuck. Oh, man, have you seen on Facebook, my girlfriend showed me the sum account. She thinks it's real. Just I... for all the likes, eh? Hey? Yeah, just for like, <laughs> tell your friend. Mrs. Embom, when you go to these lady luncheon things, try and get them to have a listen to it. I think they'll enjoy it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you mentioning Linda. My girlfriend showed me. She thinks it's real. I don't think it is. There's this account on Facebook from, like, Linda Clark, and it's like, oh, stay-at-home mum of three in Florida. And she's, like, this normal-looking mum, about 45, who just constantly posts his shit, posts shit, posts shit, like calling out ISIS like I'm gonna fuck you up ISIS all this shit like all this stuff I'm gonna roll blunts and then fuck up ISIS and all these photos like MS Paint cutting out her head and then putting it over like killing all this ISIS people and shit and I don't know if it's real or not because the, the funny bit is that it's like this stay at home mom doing it but someone <laughs> posted a picture the other day of uh, some US Air Force guys or whatever and you know how they paint stuff on the bombs sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. like fucking angry face yeah, like death from above exactly one of them was posting like oh this is for Linda like putting a name on there like whether it's real or not this shitty Facebook meme is actually going to start killing people in Syria it's kind of hectic huh well it's an extra birthday present for you Linda so. <laughs> it's not Linda's birthday it's Mrs. Enbom's birthday yeah 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 okay alright good okay it's same deal right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to harp on that fu- fucked up shit for too long because I'm gonna cop I'm gonna cop fucking heaps from our fans for that first opener. But, <laughs> but but at least I can just fucking have cannabis oil and watch a Care Bears movie to fucking placate that part of my brain, and I don't actually have to go out and fuck some chick I don't like and have a kid that I don't want so that I can relive my childhood. You know, so so fuck you, Conan. <laughs> oh that was some crazy reasoning i'll tell you what no offense but most of the way through most of the way through i thought oh this is this is depressing me a bit like this is a little bit sad but when you brought it home to like the this is the justification for like as if the ultimate point of life everyone is just to relive their childhood and whether it's doing getting high or watching care bears or raising a child um, well, it's better than less carbon put footprint with this fucking YouTubing. I don't know. Your computer's on a lot, dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose it's better than having a kid you don't want, isn't it? Fuck yeah. And there's a few of them around. <laughs> a few kids that could have done with a few more Care Bear videos. Sorry, little Jimmy, but you know it's true. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty mean about the kids last week about them in the Boy Scouts and stuff. But uh, was it with Scouts you did that Outward Bound type thing? <laughs> that, was, that was jokes on jokes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was well, jokes on jokes. Yeah, jokes on jokes. Um, it's like snacks on snacks. Did you do it in the Scouts? Or was it like some school thing you did? Or what? The Outward oh, Bound? I did, oh, the Outward Bound thing. Yeah. No, it was just, uh, I think my dad had done it as an adult and did some hardcore course cool. or whatever. And was just like, that'd be kind of cool for my brother and then I to do when we were about you know about to turn you yeah. know, teenagers and stuff so yeah I think I look back on it fondly I thought it was really yeah, cool yeah I did so. a similar thing it was the six foot track it's a big track through the Blue Mountains and stuff but uh, you think it would be sometimes oh, I'd be cool to like test yourself and like do like the Kokoda track and shit you know it's a big one in Papua New Guinea and stuff but then you're sort of like there's so much Care Bears to get through on fucking YouTube as well <laughs> And I think I'm never going to live this shit down. <laughs> and I think they're making a Dino Riders movie, but we'll move on. I just that. had a hectic thought about it as well, was um, on that Outward Bound trip. You've seen Southland Tales, right? Yes. You know how they sort of go on all that religious stuff and dabble yeah. in lots of different things? And they at the start of the movie, they're talking about how, I think it's in the Bible, might be Jesus, sorry if I'm mangling the real text, but didn't take a shit for seven days, right? And like all he's right. holy and all this stuff. Like, didn't urinate or defecate for seven nights and days or yeah. some shit, right? And then whether that's real or not, but in the movie, the deities of like um, the Antichrist is sort of the rock character. Spoiler alert! And the real sort of new Jesus or whatever the fuck is Sean William Scott. <laughs> yeah. And Sean William Scott's character, after they've mentioned this in Southland Tales already about the seven days thing, mm. is like, oh, I haven't taken a shit in seven days, right? Mm. And then oh, it's like sort of like, because I've watched it a few times, it's kind of this cool plant that lets you know that he's the real dude sure. earlier in the movie. Real Jesus. On Outward Bound when I was a kid, I didn't take a shit for the first six days. <laughs> Bow down before me, Conan. It wasn't quite seven, though. Yeah, fuck, I didn't, didn't quite make it. This is what I mean about... I should have held it. This one. I- <laughs> it came out like motherfucking peanut butter. Jesus. But I don't know what that means. It was probably because I was working so hard for the first time in my life, like hiking and doing this shit every fucking day. Yeah. You're actually, like, dissolving all your food and there yeah. is no waste. It's like, no, nah, yeah. I need all of this. Just dehydrated and stuff, yeah. And then just fucking spray a bit of Jif for... How long was the whole thing? How long was the whole thing? Like a week long or something? Uh, maybe 12 days or something like that. Well, it was in okay. between 7 and 12, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah, because it was part hiking and part... Uh, it was pack and paddle or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So, it was pretty cool. 
some kid got sent home for fucking with people during the night. So it's like fudge packing and then paddling their butts sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some other kids were trolling about trying to play Soggy Sayo, or maybe they weren't trolling, but I was 12, so I wasn't really uh, up, yeah. up to that yet. <laughs> Not that I ever was, but fuck. That's what you get with these housing commission motherfuckers that get forced to go on outward bound, you know? Like, uh, you can go to juvie or you can go on this fucking, you know team building exercise where you can learn to play with others and not stab them and shit yeah it probably helps all they need is a good father figure yeah. I think I hope so yeah, <laughs> yeah it was good it's fucking good times yeah that was a long time ago now though yeah. <laughs> might have to join the army <laughs> you might have to join the army indeed indeed um I don't think the bad guys in Executive Decision were called Crimson Jihad. I had a look into it. I couldn't find about it. But the only references I could find were from, like, academic papers about, like, Orientalist attitudes towards it, like Arabs in film and shit. I'm going to watch it again now. (laughs) I do want to make them a bigger universe and put them in my Jerusalem Syndrome movie, which I've been working on. I'd like to have Crimson Jihad in there. (laughs) Hey, how hard do you reckon it is to fake shit on Wikipedia? Uh, now or 15 well, years ago <laughs> back in the day it was more just a couple of ones when it first came out a couple that were done uh, define people, fake people I know what, uh, <laughs> like, well they stayed up there for quite a while Um, one of them was that uh, what is it Delta Goodrum there's like it was just inserted sneakily like there is speculation that she may have been faking some of the symptoms of her cancer for and that was snuck onto her that was snuck on yeah, by, did by, it stay for a by while by some people or? we know yeah it stayed there for a while and shit like that <laughs> Um, the other good one I remember staying up there for ages was Shannon Knoll. Like yeah, I remember that Australian one. Idol. It's like, Shannon Knoll is well known as the local amphetamine dealer in Condoble. Yeah, <laughs> staying up there for so fucking long. <laughs> I think I heard it as a rumour from someone, but... Yeah, I think that it gets shut down pretty quick with anyone real big these days, but... I don't know, you could probably still get away with it with Shannon and all these days. I know, I try and, I go on there, I try and deny the Holocaust and just remove the whole section and they put it back up within like a minute, you know? God damn, Conan, it's dark. <laughs> I wish that site would go dark. Fucking lies. Um, you know my neighbours are Jewish, right? <laughs> God damn. What, what do Jews have to do with this? I'm talking about the Holocaust. Oh, yeah, I went to a uh, store opening the other day, um, and I would mention the name of the store to give it a plug, but I don't really want to associate it with this show, um, is that uh, there was, it was mainly young hipster people, right? It's in the inner city, trendy neighborhood and everything. It's sort of retail, does a bit of fashion and a few like little knickknacks and gifts, but very trendy. And uh, my girlfriend was there, and uh, her old teacher from school, he's pretty cool, I don't see him much or whatever, but he was talking about uh, a couple of things that was quite funny. Yeah, but I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? And he's sort of this old jaded academic guy, like middle-aged and uh, just really out of place in the whole, <clears throat> like hits the same. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing like stunning up heaps on Krav Maga, the Israeli <laughs> self-defense thing, right? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like there's no one else there that I could talk to and shit. So I started talking to him. Was he putting moves on you? Was he choking you out? No, but he, well, at, <laughs> at first we were just talking about it and he's like, yeah, okay, I didn't know this, supposedly. He's like, yeah, it's meant to be like, rather than the more formalized stuff of the other arts, this is sort of like just how you do in bar fights and shit. Like, like punch him in the throat and kick him in the balls. Yeah, and shit. turning defense into offense, but also the main thing, like rather than like, oh, I go into this full sort of 
fighting pose. It's more like this like defensive like bar pose like this and then just doing all these grabs and chokes and shit. <laughs> like multiple assailants and I was sort of like trolling him back a little bit by being like, Oh, it sort of sounds like it's the, the national character of the Israelis themselves, like real scrappy back against the wall and shit. And he's like, oh, talking about it. But then, <laughs> but then started um he started showing me moves and sort of doing like not super hardcore but like oh like pulling his arm back and stuff and it was just so funny in the middle of the store with all these like twenty one year old hipster girls like oh one girl sort of like jolted back and shit when he like put his arm back like that, uh, walking next to him so. so that was pretty cool um fuck he's got to keep a leash on that shit yeah totally but uh yeah no it was i'm a registered weapon yeah it was illuminating discussion but he also said that uh in japan apparently where he went not that long ago you know how um you walk into a convenience store here and you go to pretty much anyone all over the country and it'll be the same fucking shit like oak chocolate milk and fucking sausage rolls over there with that vending machine stuff because there's so many people and so many companies doing it it's so non-standardized mm-hmm. so it's all like oh people get their like favorite brand vending machines that get like 10 cents off here and there and it's like <laughs> this massive thing about that like you get beer and shit yeah like moving them around changing them from week to week and everything and making them this kind of like collectible kind of hobby type thing as well <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy for vending machines <laughs> oh, my dad um sent me an article earlier in the week and I, I can't exactly remember the ins and outs of it, but it was about women's comedy, and I think it was written by like a lady, and it went into like some ins and outs of like how they can be perceived funny by their friends and all this, all this sort of stuff, right? And just by the end of it, I was like, I'm so sick of people saying that women aren't funny, because like my girlfriend, once a month, she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's like clockwork. <laughs> oh my god, I was born to write that fucking joke. I wrote that shit down, but it's it's one of those ones where it's it's such a good fucking joke as well. I'm sorry patting myself on the back here, but it's so good. It, it feels like someone else must have already written that shit. It must have already yeah. been said before, you know? But, like, at the same time, I came to that organically, whether it's my subconscious feeding me some Andrew Dice Clay shit or, you know, some random person that said it before, but... Well, I just have to say... I'm fucking owning that until um until I hear otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you can own it. I mean, it's the same way that great musicians, they say that, where, you know, when, where do you get your ideas? They're just like, it's like I sit back and the ideas just flow from somewhere yeah. through me. So I think it's ultimately that it joke. It did. It came to me, but I just hope it hasn't been done before. <laughs> no, but, I mean, ultimately, that jo- joke is all about flow state, you know? So. <laughs> Heavy flow state. 100%. <laughs> Sorry, lady. <laughs> I just got what you said. <laughs> oh, uh, dude. Fucker. Fucking just hammering at home. Um, is that true about the menstrual cycle syncing with the moon? I know it is apparently that girls... I've heard, I've heard it before, but honestly, I haven't done as much YouTube research into the menstrual cycle as I have into the... Um, falling of building seven or some shit like that you know like, <laughs> i guess my fucking my uh what do you call them priorities are all fucking jacked up yeah. i should be looking into some more feminine shit like care bears i know yeah you're looking it's like a 9-11 every month <laughs> um, yeah I, but i suppose we're not here to talk about this on the cones and dough show but uh <laughs> <laughs> but i did the uh, I had this cool idea as well regarding like capital punishment and lethal injection and shit like that, right? Yeah. And I was like, 
we're coming to the point now with Oculus Rift and VR and all this shit where it's going to get pretty fucking dope soon and hopefully in- indistinguishable from real world shit within like maybe 10 years or something. Yeah. Right? Maybe not, but it'd be cool. And then once that's around, you do that shit like out of The Assassin with Bridget Fonda and shit, mm. how they like pretend like they're going to lethal inject her and then wake her up and they're like, nah, you're fucking mine now, right? Mm. But instead of that, you sort of half matrix it and you're like tell them that you're going to lethal inject them for their dirty crimes and shit and then um, strap them down to a fucking board or whatever if you have to screw their bones into this fucking thing or whatever yeah. and strap a VR goggle set onto their sure. head and then when they wake up from their um, their sedation because you don't give them actual going to kill them chemis yeah. they wake up and then on the VR headset you actually put this hell and shit like all this fire and all this fucked up shit and try and make them live in hell where they can't move but they can just see this um this hellish shit and they're getting fed intravenously still being alive thinking that they've actually transcended into the hell dimension for a while and then you can bring them out of that after a while and you know study the effects and see if you can rehabilitate someone after they've been to hell yeah you're like the cyber monk dr mengele (laughs) what's fucked up about that though is if if the reading of his If the reading is history, okay, bear with me. I'm processing that. My reading of history has taught me one thing. It's that uh, people, certain people can be pretty cavalier and even enjoy inflicting punishment on others. Like the most extreme, like I'm going to keep you alive, but fuck with these sort of tortures and shit. So it's sort of inevitable that that thing's going to get done. It's coming. This eternity hell prison. And imagine if fucking like... And you could do heaven for people that are like terminal, but they're going to live for a long time, but they just can't move their body. Yeah. Oh, imagine like fucking there's people sick in hospital and like oh going to comas and the Christian groups posing as doctors come in and sneak the goggles on them so they sort of have you know how sometimes people like I saw the light then came back it's like oh I saw hell and you put these little hell and God mission and then they come back and they're like it's real it's real like that whole family it's a good way to spread fuck yeah there's going to be a lot of VR propaganda going around in the coming years I guess what you have to ask yourself is whether you want to be in VR prison, heaven or VR hell um, and I reckon with POV VR porn, there's going to be porn stars with fucking tattoos of McDonald's and shit on them and stuff. So when you're looking around while yeah. you're like doing oh. it, oh, and on their thigh, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. Totally. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, oh, make $635 a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> We do not allow violence in this simulation. Well, yeah, this is ultimately... <laughs> these always, if I can say so, these all seem like things that we're rationalizing up to justify a battle that we've already lost. It seems like we're just trying to come to grips with the future, really. Well, you already look at people. They're already enslaved by technology. What would we do without it? Huh. What would we do without it? Yeah, it gets freaky. The, fur- the further you go, it's just fucked up and freaky, man. The, mm. po- the fact that... Right now, even if we are living in the fucking malleable reality with physical objects that are 100% real, it doesn't change the fact that because of the way our brain is connected to our fucking eyes and all this shit, the stuff that we're seeing all exists within our own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So, like, even, you know, that's where the Matrix shit comes in. It's just like, once it's indistinguishable, but you're fucked. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It's in ever um, improvable theory like um like religion or fucking infinity so it's weird i mean yeah there's certain okay in a way people's like i look at some social media and people are like ah like 
you know, getting caught up in it and everything like that. And in a way, it is sort of like, oh, being facilitated through the technology. And I imagine how fucked up would it be if everybody like in real life saying having a political discussion did it like a Facebook argument or whatever like they'd just be like oh like just screaming in people's faces like cause you know it's all caps all the time and shit like <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like 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 shit and like, like yeah another and just keeps getting bigger with each like, like yeah. mm, mm. can you imagine the argument that would ensue so that's why you know democracy doesn't work I suppose <laughs> So what you're talking about is more this individualist cyber prison, possibly like heaven and heavenly and stuff. Yeah, to, at the end of the day, though, to avoid having to kill a human, Big which is kind food, of immoral yeah. and shit, you know? So we're avoiding the immorality of um, murder by ruining someone's mind while they're alive. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't well thought out. It was supposed to be um, just grating for you, so... Yeah, well, it is quite, but we might as well... And just, like, an exploration of what the fuck's coming. Like, all that shit's fucking coming. Watch out. Mm. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> this is good advice. We do tackle it here. you got to think um, about it, fuck. Otherwise, you're going to wake up in a fucking VR thing doing a three-way with a couple of monkeys and shit, and you're going to think it's real and that you were the reason that AIDS got created or something. And you're going to think... And it's just your mates pranking yeah, you. Yeah. They're pranking you on April Fool's. You woke up with the headset on, God. And then the worst part of that is when you have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if AIDS was caught from one of those in the future, but then went backwards in time to the 80s. It was. Imagine if, how fucked that would be. It wasn't from a guy fucking a monkey. It was from a monkey fucking a dude. <laughs> <laughs> those things are fuck crazy, bro. What? AIDS? I think it was from a guy fucking a monkey. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like giving a banana to him. He's like, yeah, just show him a bit of leg. Those monkeys are pretty good. The monkey was taking the reins, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Unless they were sedating it, you know, conning it with um, with jungle juice or something. But yeah, well, you've seen the elegance with which they move throughout the woods and stuff. Right? <laughs> There's long arms and stuff. There's a certain sensuality about them, even if I'm not like a, a, a monkey file myself. A uh, simiophile, I suppose, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd be worried about who's like, yeah, give me the silver back. And they'll rip your head off like a fucking praying mantis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those fucking gorillas. Oh, there's a video of a gorilla fucking a gorilla in the zoo. I'll have to show you at some point. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it brutal? No, no, it's really funny. And it's, like, <laughs> like, it's like they're playing it. Um, I'll speak about it now. It's like people filming through the gun. People filming, like, families. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And shit, like, because they're, like, they're sort of flirting a bit, the two gorillas. And then one jumps on the other one's back, sort of, and they move a little bit. And one does this mad, like, sort of forceful, but still smooth, not at all violent move, to just, like, whoom, flip the chick, mon- the chick gorilla back over on her back. <laughs> straight away just start like moaning like yeah, yeah like missionary styles and the crowd goes wild and shit because they're sort of oh what's happening to all that and they're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. they love watching these gorillas fuck and uh, I think that's proof for evolution if nothing else you know <laughs> the fact that we like going to these places to watch these monkeys sort of still fuck <laughs> so uh, that's the other end of our sort of you know we've got the AI on one end and we've got that old monkey impulse on the other end yeah so. we love putting ourselves above the animals and eh? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Is a computer the highest of the animal? It will be. <laughs> it will be. It'll be above humans on the food chain, you know? It's going to be a fucking hyper animal. It's going to be a hot mess, I think, <laughs> is what it's going to be. <laughs> I was watching a JRE the other week with Graham Hancock and I think Randall Carlson. I might be getting his surname wrong. Uh-huh. 
um, Rand or someone. <laughs> and they're like these cool sort of new historians trying to go through and, you know, date civilization properly and take into account, you know, all the evidence that is available. Like some guy, Robert Schock, apparently did a bunch of work on the erosion on the outer encasing of the Sphinx and it's got all this sort of water erosion mm. that correlates to, like, a heavy rain period and there hasn't been this rain since, like, a certain time ago and all this sure. shit. And it was really cool. It was about basically, like, human civilization being older than you think in the 12,000 sort of BC era where the Ice Age ended more being of a rebuilding of humanity rather than just the birth of civil civilization. Mm -hmm. Like, with all these sunken cities they're finding these days and stuff, it's sort of goes along with it pretty cool i think i've seen some artifacts in japan that are sunk and i think there's one called go beckley tepe mm -hmm. as well and it had me thinking about like how all civilizations how it's always babylon and shit and the yeah. world's always ending in your like biggest civilization on the earth at the time and shit mm -hmm. or like even if it's just the biggest one you know you that you're part of and i think we in some ways as well we always feel like the world's ending because the because civilization has been destroyed before, like with mm -hmm. those sort of flood events and shit that get retold in these disaster stories in yeah. religious texts and all this kind of shit. Um, so I think because we probably have survived at least one of those as a civilized species, we have been consciously feeding that down through our generations that that shit is possible and we try and hang on to it through those more artistic forms of uh -huh. shit because they get passed down and the songs get passed down and the the religion gets passed down but if it's just a story it might get forgotten you know yeah. you try and make it this important thing yeah so i think i think a lot of the art and all this end of the world shit goes along with that as well that this this shit has happened while we have been conscious humans trying to live civilized life hmm. but you know i don't know where to go with it but i just thought that was kind of <laughs> goes along with all that like yeah we're older than the egyptologists have told us in high school and all that kind of shit and it just fe I, it feels right but i don't know <laughs> i'm not a fucking historian and shit but yeah. i'd urge you to check out you know like uh graham hancock and fucking uh i forget I who I'd yeah, there's a few more, guys i have right? to see more evidence you know i've seen those little things off japan and stuff yeah. like that as well but it's it is a long way outside the sort of consensus and stuff and I guess civilizations collapsed like even from Roman times before we built up the current sort of industrial revolution civilization as they know it collapsed like I showed uh, I showed Doe a picture just before he started of a aqueduct a Roman one built in uh, 19 AD yeah it was tight and there was sort of nothing really built along those lines again until like the 1800s and 1900s and um, it went uh, along with uh, from what I understand an accompanying loss of a uh, sophistication in say art like there's a certain high classical period in terms of where you see like michelangelo's david and all that sort of stuff yeah um no that was later that was renaissance but that sort of form statues like that um and then they gradually deteriorated and everything so that was sort of a collapse before we, and then we were all living this shitty like monty python holy grail kind of lives <laughs> um until it came back up but i mean it'll because those again. motherfuckers burnt the library of alexandria down and exactly twice fucked. yeah those fucks yeah and the way I think about our current civilization is even with all our problems, it's probably going to go down the toilet at some point. But it's sort of like what Marilyn Monroe said, like, at least when I die, I'll leave a beautiful corpse. <laughs> you know, Kmart's and shit. So. <laughs> 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 
It's fucked up how the internet is so like open information for everyone, yeah. but the Catholic Church still hangs on to their library where they don't let anyone see it. <laughs> well, they've got all this crazy shit in there. No wonder. So. Just put it on the internet, you fucking cunts. I want yeah. to, I'll just read your scrolls digitally. But you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you it me. belongs in a museum. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like on Joe Rogan, they'd be like, ooh, the scrolls. I'll fucking Indiana Jones you up until the point that I have to actually look at that fucking artifact. But yeah. I'll hand it to you, you know? Imagine if I had all this shit in it. Like, we're smoking DMT. Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it totally proved you right, but... um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, all I don't... All these acacia bushes and shit. Yeah. So the theory is that it's like acacia bush releases a compound what's similar to DMT when it's burnt. A certain type of acacia bush is super high in DMT, yeah. yeah. So if you so. burnt it, you would trip fucking balls. And they reckon that's potentially the Moses story. Yeah. Standing next to this acacia bush and just being like, my own morality is talking to me and I think it's God. Yeah. <laughs> well, or it could be fucking God and this well, uber fucking consciousness. Well, that's like... It what, really could, you know? It's like what you were talking about earlier when yeah. you were doing the, 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 the period joke. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, I was like, fuck, where'd that come And like classic... The, dope, the dopest yeah, joke ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, famous sort of art and stuff <laughs> but uh yeah it is well now I'm up there with the Michelangelo's yeah. and the Leonardo's with a joke like that that flow state in the right mind is sort of like even if I as like a sort of materialist and stuff it is sort of a conduit to higher things you know um that's where I well, mate, the more I talk about your joke the cheaper it seems but I'm talking about like founding like civilizations and like Isaac Newton like that kind of thing like where does that come from you know where does it come from? Yeah, creativity does seem inherent. Yeah, inherent to the fucking system, inherent to mass consciousness and all these kind of things that you should try and think about if you get some free time on the weekend. <laughs> or, uh, it's pretty hard when you're uh, inching along the freeway in those uh, metal coffins. Don't lie, you don't inch along any freeway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just when you say think about this. Sorry, things, it's your point break shit from earlier. Sorry, I had yeah, to yeah, reference perfect. the old one. You know? yeah, the new one looks pretty bad. Fuck the new one. <laughs> I, I don't know, right? So, who are these people? You know? um, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, when you ask people to think about it, you know, I, I've wondered this quite a lot. You wonder, you talk about a teenage mindset earlier, and you're like, well, not in these sort of words, but like, oh, fucking everyone, just like these conformist, yeah. these sheeple, and stuff like that. Um, but you know you grow up and you realize people have priorities they've got different backgrounds and stuff like that and I like to offer a certain amount of respect for the average person's intelligence in terms of you know that they do think about these things and with some regularity and with some deepness and insight but it's just sort of hard to do anything about it or they may lack the tools to articulate them you know how hard it is to think for like five days after you've been banging so hard on the weekend brother just pinging and then fuck someone had some gods so I just did some lines and then fuck I don't know what the fuck that was I think it was meth bro fuck so it's pretty hard to think about it when you're doing that shit but isn't that the best time to think smoke, about it smoke the week out and yeah think about it but if you <laughs> if you don't have any fucking weed after that you're gonna be running around like fucking Pac-Man on crack like gang, 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 gang. yeah trying to string together a narrative hmm. yeah. it's gonna be cool though Watching out for those fucking ghosts coming around the corner. You got any drugs, bro? 
Maybe Pac-Man oh, was shit. meant to symbolize because it came through that Reagan crack era. Maybe it symbolized the crack addict. Because <laughs> it's such a fame. <laughs> it should have had monkeys chasing him though. <laughs> <laughs> that was too obvious there to make it ghosts. Yeah, but the ghost still sort of works. It's yeah, like, it's like, ooh, you're going to be a fucking ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well fuck okay so that's maybe the Donkey Kong game was related to AIDS and shit as well too (laughs) just throwing barrels of AIDS down on on poor Jumpman yeah exactly Mario trying to get up to fuck it (laughs) (laughs) so I just threw in Jumpman for the retro gamers in there (laughs) Jumpman Um, hey do you want to make some money fuck yeah one of these better but I can't do market siggy research or market no, research I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you to do anything compromising your Mormon unless they're good for chop eh compromising your Mormon values I believe Mormon values are choppers <laughs> only you know um, do you know you can get expelled from the Mormon university for drinking caffeine over that it's pretty yeah. hardcore in Utah fuck yeah but they um, can't have a can't have a hot cup of joe no you can't have a hot cup of joe unless that's sanctioned under marital law then you can do whatever but you want but isn't that guy's life. name Joseph or whatever yeah and you can't have a hot cup of joe you can have a decaf smith I think but uh I don't know it's a bit crazy huh so lord knows what, what they do if they bust you with some weed and stuff lordy or, lord or some DMT imagine hitting, getting, giving the Mormon guys some DMT that's a bad idea yeah um, I don't know yeah back to making some money you gotta make baby steps yeah <laughs> back to making money and not through Mormon industries but um uh, some betting site was offering today odds 250 to 1 to bet on that the new movie Star Wars movie will be the highest grossing film release of all time yeah I'd almost fucking put money on it eh? mm, what do you reckon D- were they giving odds 2 to 1 yeah uh, 250 to 1 fuck that seems almost a sure thing does sort of chuck on 400 grab a grand I don't know I don't know chuck a grand grab a couple it's not as good as yeah no nah, like I would but that gut feeling I had for Holly Home versus Rousey, I should have gone with it. That was fucking retarded. It was 12 to 1. A guy put fucking 20 Gs on yeah. in Las Vegas. like To route on Rousey? God or? damn, son. On Holly Home, oh, no, 12 to 1. Yeah, sweet. Nice <laughs> Yeah, I read a thing recently about a poker player, like a poker addict. Just like, he was a, what is it, an academic, I think an English teacher, but also a poker player and addict. So he could write quite well about the gambling experience. <laughs> it's just, because you can recognize parts of like the sort of addictive behavior, but it's sort of just around such a kind of alien world. Like, oh, like me handing over all this money for that. I don't know. That's, it doesn't tempt me. But it's weird seeing the actual same little mechanisms and he's like there's nothing like like he starts the article like there's no other feeling like just having lost all your money and leaving casino at dawn driving home to explain how your wife will do it and, but he almost seems to relish the sort no, of, I can I can understand it in a way because yeah. it's the easy win that brings them back and shit it's yeah. like such easy money when they win it but it's just not my thing it's yeah it's it's not even I think I've seen the Louis Thoreau documentary with this high roller he goes around with a few high rollers and stuff in Vegas Mm. and it was epically fucked up and it's almost like they're living on that adrenaline surge that comes just before you either do win or don't win yeah it's like you're like oh it's like it's like this hectic like you're so fucking amped up and you could win you could win and then it's almost like the payoff isn't even as good as the anticipation yeah so, no, like, okay. you know, they just keep going back to get that feeling and shit. It's fucking It's hectic. true. I entered a Powerball thing at work with a couple of people for shits and giggles the other day because it was, like, fucking $70 million or whatever. 
I hadn't done it for ages and I guess the best part of spending the five bucks or whatever was for the six hours that day before they did the draw. Dreaming about it. No, it's not even dreaming about it. It's just considering in my head, like, oh, yeah, like, I've got that. Like, I've actually, i got a, like... That could little, come through. Yeah, there's a little bit of a chance I could get, like, $10 million. Right, <laughs> and, stuff like. and I guess that's the appeal, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing it too much, it seems yeah, like. A, I get the odd one here and there, but it seems like a fucking exercise in futility. Yeah, yeah if it's a Michael Jackson pokey and stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I read fucking last year uh, people in Fairfield Council which I think it might be like the poorest council area in New South Wales um, and I don't know how many people it is maybe 100,000 people or something in the council they spent 7.5 billion dollars on gambling like that's comparable to some African countries kind of gross domestic product and stuff in the poorest council in the state 7.5 billion dollars is a lot of money you know but you know you take the chance you take the chance on the punt. So you could have fucking 200 poker machines in your local club, but I can't fucking grow a weed plant? Yeah. Suck my dick, Australia. Totally. Totally. Do you know New South Wales has 10% of the world's poker machines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? In like, such a fucked up Like, way. if you have personal responsibility, I'll, like, you know, I'll yeah, even chuck fuck. 20 bucks in there occasionally because it's like, ha, ha, ha. But <laughs> yeah. the morality behind it is, like, you know, if you're trying to tell people to do one thing and then, on the other hand, you're allowed to jack people over it with these, these fucked up rigged games that win most of the time, you know, it's just it's a pretty weird thing. It's fun. There's flashing lights and it suckers all these 80s kids in that like video games, like... I but think it works on everyone, really. I'm curious as to why it's such a massively... Because Australians are the biggest gambler per capita in the world by a long shot. It's Australia, I think, then Singapore quite a bit further down, and then a whole lot of other people. There's something about Australians spend so much money on gambling. Just trying your luck in the lucky country, I suppose, you know, but... Oh, because I'm happy either way, cunt, you know? Still got a beer. <laughs> At the end of the day, there'll be another beer, you know? speaks fucking kilometres for Australia, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ruse in the sunset, brother. Ruse in the sunset. <laughs> yeah, the Outback's a pretty scary place, though. <coughs> All these Wolf Creek motherfuckers and stuff, I guess, huh? <laughs> Back in high school, in like... Probably in the later years, like... A lot of the guys were smoking cigarettes probably from early high school even, but... It got a bit heavier in the later years, and then uh, I'd bump into a bunch of dudes, like my Korean friends and stuff, in the toilets and stuff, and you'd notice them smoking in the dunnies and yeah. Yeah, all yeah. this shit, and eventually... C-block dunnies and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually I found out from one of my better Korean friends that he was taking ciggy shits, right? Like, so he'd be, like, <laughs> having a ciggy on the toilet and having a shit, right? Mm. So I... I started, like, giving, giving that a go every now and then when I was in, like, either a public toilet or somewhere where I could pull it off or something, right? And I was like, uh, this shit seems pretty cool and stuff, but I've always been way more into punching billies, right? And yeah. then at some point along the, um, along the way, like, sort of like my joke today, yeah, um, I coined this thing called the bong assist, where it's like you punch a billy while you're taking a shit, and yeah. it just sort of seems to fucking fire it out at light speed, right? Sure. Um... I don't know whether you can just achieve the same thing by breathing normally and I'm just a dick. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I made that fucking shit up as well. The bong assist, you know, you got to uh, 
rip a billy while you're taking a shit and so it's a digestation tool ultimately is it yeah so usually you even hold it for a bit like no no i don't want to go yet i'm gonna like pack a cone and then you rush the toilet you're on the edge and you punch it in and then when you go to breathe out it's just like you breathe out smoke and you breathe out your asshole as well at the same time it's fucking crazy well, it works most of the time, unless you've got some dietary issues or some shit that, you know, we probably can't go into right now because we're getting a bit long on the episode, but give it a go, I'd say. I guess the obvious question is, bong assist with the, uh, the weight vest? With the weight vest? I haven't done that yet, though, but thank you. That's fucking something for me to do tomorrow. <laughs> Always looking for new things to try. You better write that in your diary pretty quickly. <laughs> Hope I don't break the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that takes me back to school, yeah. Good times. So, yeah. It was kind of disgusting, but I'm glad people are aware of it. I just think it didn't need the wet asshole. I'm sorry, guys. I should have kept it more medical so that people would take it seriously and give it a go. Yeah, that's true, that's true. (laughs) When was the last time you reckon you caught a bus? A bus for real? Mm. I really can't even think. Like, it probably has been a couple of years. Oh... Oh, it may be in between, you know, like going to a a sport, a cricket function thing that I went to. But like a like legit that. public bus sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. not really. Probably not for a couple of years even. What do you reckon? It's pretty fucked up. Does it put you off catching them, do you reckon, because you know you walk up and won't be able to pay for your ticket in change or what? <laughs> nah, I'm just uh, a privileged motherfucker that had a bike license and a car license access to a car and my own motorbike so yeah i didn't really um didn't really have to do it for the last couple of years very much um if it came down to it i'm sure i could pleb it with all the rest of years but (laughs) (laughs) fuck i walk motherfucker you know do you yeah but i haven't done that shit for a while either but there's a few times where I'd be at, like, Lane Cove or The City or Camaray and shit like this. Mm. And then I'd be like, oh. And I'd probably have a skateboard as well, but it's not like it's all downhill. Yeah. And I'd go home to Manly, so it'd be like... Occasionally, if I didn't have the skateboard, which was The City a few times, when you'd be out drinking, it'd take, like, three, three and a half hours to walk home from The City. But yeah. you'd just get in that fucking outward bound mindset and i'd just be like fucking yeah and you just keep fucking walking man and some of the nights like would just get real whacked out because you'd be so drunk and whatever from the night you know that i you know i find alcohol is my gateway drug it's like i'm ready for fucking anything if you get a bit pissed yeah and then i'm on the way i've seen him everywhere he's like oh fucking coward punch you And then, like, I would find myself getting almost home and being so tired from these epic marathon walks while you're pissed walking it off that I get to my um, hill, like, it's, like, uphill right at the right at the end, right? It's yeah. a little bit of a cunt. And um, I'd start doing that thing that we saw the other week that the Chinese people are doing now, mm. doing this all fours walking and shit. And because yeah. it's on the hill, it makes it a bit easier. You don't have to bend over all the way. Yeah. And I'd, like, run up the hills at the last bit, but on all fours so that I wouldn't have to walk with my legs anymore and shit. <laughs> like, you're so fucking exhausted and fucking drunk and fucked. And You've got in a bit of trouble on the hill drunk, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, a few times. <laughs> you don't know. I think I've broken a bone and been kicked in the head, but I had a helmet on that time, so it was yeah, all right. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely all right. 
I probably deserve to be kicked in the head, but that's another story. So. Yeah, that is another story. I'm sure that'll come up sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story for another time. I hope I don't have to plead the fifth again. F-I-F. <laughs> and, then, and then I go to court and they're like, that fucking doesn't exist in Australia, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't you know we're fucking suing cunts for libel and there's no free speech here and we're a nanny state and you can't fucking smoke weed and, you know. If you want to get drunk and punch some cunt in the head, though, yeah, Woo! yeah, exactly. I saw a good defense once by some guy in Queensland, and like his judicial defense was just like, "It's this crazy thing they call Freeman on the land, where it's like, oh, I'm a settler, I don't bow down to any state power and shit." Um, and you know, you probably read about it on yeah, the internet. Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> watching it in the courtroom setting is so funny. Like it's this belligerent sort of Queensland guy, but quite quick and quite funny, but like <laughs> super rough and just like. And he's actually pulling it off yeah, in court. Not pulling it off because they keep trying to get him to shut up and stuff, but he just doesn't waver from it at all. He's <laughs> like, no, like I don't accept your authority. Da, da, da. But like pretty good on the law. So like arguing with the judge and pissing off the judge quite badly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can dig up the transcript because it's fucking funny. <laughs> one of the funniest courtroom things I've seen in a while far out well you got anything else for me you are product of feminized classrooms that's underestimating my intelligence I <laughs> hey I didn't say I was wasn't either mm. we had a couple of um, masculine teachers at our high school mm, a couple of like, a couple of them were even men they'll, yeah they'd hit you in the head with fucking textbooks and shit I mean they were fucking they were some good role models <laughs> but, um, most of the most of the dude pit, dude teachers at um our school though, and I, I'm sorry if it's a hater, but they were real bitchy, you know. Oh, we had a couple of big dogs and shit, but one of them was nuts. Like one of them threw my diary out a window and it landed on a ledge like two stories or three stories up, mm. and then he got angry even after he'd thrown my shit out the window, and I'm like, it landed on this fucking ledge. Well, it landed on the ledge, sir, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Outside the C block I can't get it from downstairs. It's yeah. outside there. And yeah. then he's like, yeah, just go out and get it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. So when I jumped out of the window to go get the thing, there was a little... It went down lower than the window could sure. see. So when I jumped down, I ducked real low, so it looked like I fell off the roof <laughs> just to fuck him up a bit because, yeah. yeah, he was sort of allowing the student to jump out the window to get his shit back outside, like in three stories up in the air. Well, you know. They're cool, though. Like, there's a, there's a trade-off. There's, like, you need some of that big dog and shit going on, but there was too much bitchiness in the um, authority at our school. It got overrun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a serious comment. <laughs> but, um... Our old deputy, he was fucking something else. Something. At the time, like, didn't appreciate that guy at the time at all. But mm. looking back, you're like, oh, that guy was the fucking man, you know, like... Well, giving you these light punishments for all this cool shit and vaguely letting you get away with shit and just trying to intimidate you a bit, just sort of playing it how it is. Yeah, exactly. It was like <laughs> it was like a suburban Sydney public school trying to be like Eton and Oxford and shit. Yeah, it was on, like a, on like a public school budget sort of thing. It um, felt like we should have been on a train line. <laughs> uh, yeah, like right on the train line, you know, like the tracks, like outside. Yeah, the wrong side of the tracks. Um, but it's funny you should talk about that uh, feminized environment because I read from, for whatever reason, the second time in my fucking life since like I was a little kid, I've heard of Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, who was in the news this week for claiming that like the problem with the ISIS situation is that we're 
a matriarchal society going up against the super patriarchal society, right? That's like provocative, but it's needless to say quite flawed in many ways and shit. And then he goes on as the main thing, as there's evidence for, you know, and I'm not painting it one way or another here, but the way he did this was pretty funny that this was his number one, like, identifier of the feminized society. It's like, like women say that I speak too much at meetings and stuff and they get interrupted and everything, but like, you know, there comes a certain time when somebody's speaking and they've stopped saying anything of value. If I want to start speaking to like actually add something of value, then what's wrong with that? And yet I get called the bad guy sort of thing. And it was, it was just so crazy that that was his number one thing, like whining about getting cut off by chicks in meetings. And I was like, look, well, if you're that committed to it, be someone like Donald Trump, then no one's ever going to cut you off or blaming for getting cut off. You know, <laughs> I didn't like his attitude. Yeah, he did write Dilbert. he said some profound shit the other week you brought up though that was cool but yeah seems like he's trolling again oh no it's pretty lame (laughs) (laughs) i guess the ultimate lesson of that is boys need a good father (laughs) um i think they need your um they need your dangerous ideas movement of teachers that can satisfy a student's needs thoroughly so yeah, that could work. It might prove a little controversial, though. Um. Like Master P. <laughs> That's my favourite Master P noise. It's sort of like he's scared, but he's sort of fronting you, and he's he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It's pretty awesome. I think if you check out ghetto godzilla at the start of that like here yeah. lizard lizard yeah that album's fucking cool but um as soon as master p comes in i'm pretty sure he's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> um whereas you've got mystical doing like james brown shit and stuff. <laughs> um but this on this exact note i was driving on the way here just on one of the streets around uh you know trendy district in the inner city and there was like there's all funky new kind of art galleries and boutiques and such and there's a new one right there called mop projects <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still it's always stuck in my mind because I heard MOP pretty early on in like my rap listening <laughs> and there was one of these lines about like oh you go snatch an old lady's purse and I was like you <laughs> in Annie up or it might, yeah it might be in that or order. maybe in Cold as Ice and yeah <laughs> I can't remember and even when you're trying to be like oh this rebellious teen and shit I'm like oh that's that's pretty distasteful hit him hit him hit him hit him like me being so middle class about it sort of thing <laughs> That's a, that's despicable behaviour, right? snatching this old lady's fucking bags. But that's the way of the world. Yeah, MOP were pretty badass. Andy Up was such a hype track back in the day. Oh, it still gets me excited and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could watch a knockout reel to that shit. <laughs> is that a porn or boxing oh! thing? <laughs> yeah, fighting. But yeah. fuck yeah, put put the porn on, chuck some Andy Up. We yeah. can see what mind state you get in. Watch it with MOP. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of anting up and fucking snatching shit, I guess this is something I can end with. Uh, um, there's a guy called, or was called, Cecil Rhodes. He was a big in the British Victorian imperialist system. He was a businessman. He founded De Beers Diamonds. Um, mm. Oh, De Beers. Uh, yeah. The notorious De Beers. And the country of Rhodesia, named mm-hmm. after himself, which then became Zimbabwe. And uh, in an early copy of his will, he made, might have changed it later, but needless to say, he was a very powerful, you know, Victorian sort of you know influence guy and stuff and this was his original will that he wrote in his 20s about a certain scholarship 
to and for the establishment, promotion and development of a secret society. The true aim and object whereof shall be for the extension of British rule throughout the world, the perfection of a system of emigration from the United Kingdom, and of colonizations by British subjects of all lands where the means of livelihood are attainable by energy, labor and enterprise, and especially the occupation by British settlers of the entire continent of Africa, the Holy Land, the Valley of the Euphrates, the islands of Cyprus and Candia, the whole of the South Pacific, the islands of the Pacific not heretofore possessed by Great Britain, the whole of the Malay Archipelago, the seaboard of China and Japan, the ultimate recovery of the United States of America as an integral part of the British Empire, the inauguration of a system of colonial representation in the Imperial Parliament, which may tend to weld together disjointed members of the Empire, and finally the foundation of so great a power as to render war impossible and promote the best interests of humanity. <sighs> and he's founded a scholarship. Um, three of them who've been there recently that you might know are Bill Clinton, Tony Abbott and Malcolm Turnbull all went to Oxford on the scholarship he founded um, so it's not really a conspiracy thing but it just gives you the idea of the scope of what people sort of think of and stuff you know, especially during that time the overreaching ego of the um, what do you call it the dominant fascist state <laughs> <laughs> well exactly, I mean in a way when you think about it, it just sounds like that's what Hitler's plans were to sound like. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. everyone's fucking plans are. <laughs> That's what we were talking about last time. It's like, if you're yeah. the death cult motherfucker, even if you're the only one that subscribed to your fucking little vague nonsense thing, like if it's ISIS or it's ISIS 72.5 and you're like the only cunt in it, it's like your personal death cult. Mm-hmm. It's still self-serving and loving and like all that shit for just you and well, like, you know, like, fuck it all. <laughs> fucking Care Bear videos to watch. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did that make up for it? Like, that's what... Yeah, Yeah, I think... Yeah. That should have made up for the Care Bears thing. Yeah. I yeah. think I've said cunt enough times to make up for the Care Bears thing, but I thought I'd just do something like that, you know? Just offset the episode. Yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you need religion, isn't it? We were talking about to, like, absolve yourself of this sort of... this. This is dirt, I suppose. Well, spirituality, fuck religion. Religion's the business of spirituality. And spirituality is such a fuckery word to mm. throw around because everyone wants to be like, you think about yoga and incense and some dumb chick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. Re- re- yeah, religion is the my The essence bu- of it, though, yeah. Yeah, religion is my business and business is good, you know? <laughs> Atheism sells, but who's buying? Like, you know. Keep those fucking holes that let the coins fall through in your. In the hill fucking, song. What are those plates called? The, the collection, collection plates, plates and now. stuff, yeah. So you can't uh, put coins in there, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. It's going to be digital next. And when you swipe, it only takes 50s. <laughs> 50 for Jesus and stuff. They'll be like, oh, it triggers me if I see the blue one. It looks like the the, the fish that Jesus got and stuff. But, um, you know, I don't want to have a go at Christians, because fair enough. Good on them and stuff. But I'll give a uh, special shout-out to... I went to a Baha'i temple for the first time in my life recently. I don't think I mentioned it on here. But it was near my house, but I hadn't been for ages. And it was pretty cool. Like, this super enthusiastic guy came and sort of, like, told us a bit about the religion. Um, But they're basically all chill. It was started by an Iranian guy who was like, hey, let's all chill between, like, Judaism and uh, Islam and Christianity. And uh, they spent the rest of their life, like, trying to kill his son and all this sort of shit. And, yeah, but it's, like, nice architecture. It's all pretty chill and they've never hurt anyone, so... (laughs) Good on you if you're Baha. Fuck it. Anyone that tries to to do good shit and they're going to pass down an even better version to their kids and shit. Yep, there's going to be a place for you in my Imperial Australian Empire. Let let them live. Yeah. 
Let the children play. <laughs> Let the children play. If that's a one thing. But jokes aside, you, <laughs> you do have to um, be careful of that. Like, you know, like we were saying, you end up with fucking liberal fascists, like these fucked up social justice warriors on the internet and shit. Yeah. You think you're doing some good shit and then you start talking about taking people's welfare away because they're not conforming to the liberal shit that you think people should do. You know, it's just, it starts getting nonsensical. It's like, no, I'm super for, for everyone's rights, but if you don't do it the way that I say, then you shouldn't have any rights. <laughs> like, you just yeah. get that feeling now that it's so over over-censored and over everything that it's like they're starting to jack you like a fascist and they're saying that they're like this liberal a, green motherfucker. A good one you know? is if you hear we need to have a conversation about like in the headline it actually means shut, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that's woman-splaining oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys uh-huh. Uh, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> I was trying so hard to keep it on the rickety road on the side of the mountain and shit. And you just drove it right off. Um, Fuck yeah, right? it's been a good one. Yeah, Thanks to all our listeners fucking jacking up our views. Okay, we got to be ten, fair, 10 fucking views in one day, bro. That's pretty fucking epic. To be fair, Trump's attitude is sort of the same thing, you know, and that's the masculine sort of opposite of it. Here's the sort of sit down and shut up. Yeah, Trump is a bit of a fucking idiot. <laughs> but you'd rather go on a fishing trip with him than Hillary too, wouldn't you? You, know? <laughs> you get some better stories. Yeah, some better fish. Well, that's face value as well. Hil- Hillary's probably got some shady shit she could tell you, but oh, she'd no. probably keep it to herself, though. No, there's so much... Trump would just brag to you about fucking hookers in Brazil and, yeah. you know, crazy shit. Golf and shit. <laughs> Playing golf with the Queen and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She was weak. <laughs> Who, the queen the or the queen. hooker? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't man enough for the Donalds. <laughs> yeah, people are discussing whether he's the approach of some type of fascism, which is sort of... I take your point about the social justice sort of authoritarian mm. sort of stuff. He could be the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's why he couldn't get the hair right. He's like, I don't know what hair is like. I know horns. I'd, ah, hmm. we'll, just, we'll do red. Just chuck something on there. Yeah, he's a bit. I read something about his his little shows. They sound like shitty commercialized fascist rallies, sort of thing. Like, <laughs> to be honest, imagine like an American salesman doing a little Hitler thing and stuff. It's so tacky and everything. Even when he says <laughs> shit, I agree with. Kind of you know calling out people on the other side who've gone too far. All he does is call people weak, and I'm like, that's not how you can really run a presidency, I don't think. And didn't he pull some big dog business moves in the 80s that probably hurt a bunch of people that didn't really deserve it? I'm sure he has. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going on the vague dude, sense I have of this guy. Prob- maybe prob- I'm mangling it, and he's, he's a super great dude, but no, he probably I heard fucks some people He over. probably just goes around at night lower Manhattan, like, taking knives out of his briefcase and stabbing bums <laughs> and shit. Like... A- <laughs> I don't have anything in common with you. You're weak and shit, you know? Just, <laughs> and then just going back to work like it's nothing. So, I don't know. He's just he's unsettling in the political arena. But, you know, that's the vibrancy of democracy, I suppose. <laughs> and if there's one thing that Combs and Doe shows about, it's democracy. It's about letting your voice be heard, if your voice belongs to me or not. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was, another, it was another informative hour, I think. It was uh, Rodrigo Alfaro, would say. Mm-hmm. The charade of democracy is profiting from our loss. 
<laughs> I used to listen to a lot of fucked up skate punk. <laughs> Don't worry, I do. <laughs> but the next line is, the charade of democracy no longer represents us. So that's pretty cool. So I guess there's nowhere to go from there, but hell, cyber, goggle, prisons and shit like that, you know? Well, his band is called Satanic Surfers, or was, or is after they reformed and that goes with the vr cyber hell lethal, <laughs> lethal injection cones and dough politics fucking spatial awareness mix all that shit together with some fucking pop-up google ads injected into the brain of the ai machine awaken skynet reset the world how long are we gonna have before skynet comes back i don't know man but i'm just trying to make the most of it so Watch the Spirit Molecule. It's about um, DMT. Watch that shit before you try it. Build your uh, shelter. Sign some petitions. Legalize weed in Australia. <laughs> this shit's getting fucking ridiculous. Yeah, if anybody wants to uh, give us a bunch more people listening to the show, please do so. <laughs> and listen to it some more. Um, Stalin once said, One death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. And people often use that as like the horrific example of like the toll taken by totalitarian governments, but... If you flip it around, it's quite a positive message. It means that every life's important. Every life is a tragedy playing out in full. And I like that. I think that's a nice bit of positivity from Stalin, which we don't often see. It is, it is kind of backhanded. He says it's such a cold-sounding statistic, but well, who, you can take it that way that you're saying as well. It's pretty cool. Who was it but Stalin, who was a master of the backhanded compliment, you know, politically? <laughs> I mean... It's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was a monster, though, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the Cones and Dodge show. What do we what do we got to finish with? Uh, I think this week I got a song here that I think I made maybe like five, seven years ago, some shit around the time just before we started getting monkey dust for the first time. Yeah, you can hear that. You can hear why that's around the time we started getting monkey dust. Alright, yeah. That's it. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a techno one. <laughs> <laughs> 